In episode number 75, I'm actually sharing my husband's recent message at our church on walking in godly wisdom, how to have knowledge, understanding, and wisdom to really live a life of joy and peace and fulfillment. We can have a lot of intellectual knowledge or head knowledge. You know, With just one Google search, we can have a plethora of information. But how do we get understanding of that to be able to apply it to our life and then to be able to walk in godly wisdom. You know, the book of Proverbs talks so much about wisdom, knowledge, understanding. How do we apply that to our life? And my husband is going to share some of his personal story in this message and how he was so tired of living a facade, going through the motions, feeling defeated, and that life really didn't have a lot of meaning or purpose. Honestly, he was angry at God, and he shares that journey, uh, and so I don't want to share that with you right now, but it's just a great thing to understand how do we go from the head to the heart, and especially for men. So if you're listening to this and you have a man in your life that really needs to have a message of practically walking out wisdom and what it's like to have a relationship with God, I encourage you share this message with them. It will give them hope and encouragement. My husband is a seasoned sales executive in the home building industry. He's also an author, a licensed minister, and he holds his master's in biblical studies. And Fred is not only passionate about fishing, if you know him, you know he's a major fisherman, but he's really passionate about helping people reach their fullest potential, both personally and professionally. So that's just a little bit about him. And if you've heard the podcast before, Fred has been a guest several times, and I'll put a link in the show notes with those episodes so you can hear more. All right, on with his message. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Well, I knew I loved Jesus the first time I heard, heard about him because when he chose, he was a carpenter that actually picked fishermen to be his disciples. So um, I already got off on the right foot with him right there. So anyways, thank you, Pastor E, for the uh, very kind introduction. And um, I really appreciate the opportunity to come. And somebody would call at being asked to preach, but I'm actually looking at this completely different. I'm not a preacher, but I would like to come and do a little teaching if you guys are all okay with that. So... That's kind of what I like to do, and um, I'd also have to say that Lori actually taught three weeks ago. I don't know if you're all here for that, but it was it was pretty impressive. So, you know, following following my wife Lori and Pastor E up here is is that's a pretty high bar. So hopefully, I can um, bring the word and, and and really bring some value to to your lives and so forth. So, when Pastor E asked me to come and t- come and 
teach for a couple hours. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, um, I, I actually sat on it, and I goes, well, what am I going to teach on? I, and, you know, of course, I go to prayer on it, but really what I want to do is get down to some, a very, very, very fundamental teaching today, and it's really simple. It's about knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. It sounds simple. We know about it. We hear about it. We walk in it, but do we really? Do we really, really grasp it from a godly perspective? And that's really what I want to talk about today. And, and I think it's very important that we get our mind around that, we get our hearts around this very issue, and so forth. And, and um, um, I'd almost look, unfortunately, I don't think we do that as a, as a national cult, church culture of really get down to the fundamentals. If you look at athletic teams, they go to spring training to work in fundamentals. If you actually some of the, see fishing again, if you see some of the greatest fishermen in the world, they're very fundamental in how they execute their lives and how they how they go out and do things. They have an understanding and they operate in this great wisdom because they've applied it, applied it, and applied it. So that's really what I want to talk about today. And focusing on these fundamentals in my life has really helped me from a godly perspective, not only in my walk with the Lord, but being able to take that into my relationships, take it into my business world, take it in dealing with finances. Basically, every area of life, if you apply godly wisdom Godly understanding, godly knowledge, things will go your way. It's just one of those things that if you put your ear to it, pay attention to it, and create a discipline toward that in relationship with God, you will flourish. It's just fact of the matter. So that's really what I want to talk today, you about today. Stepping into this, I want you to look at it from a picture of a three-legged stool. If you have a one-legged stool, you're really sitting on a podium. The question is, is a one-legged stool, is that sustainable? You can sit and balance on it for a period of time until you get distracted or something comes along and pushes you, like a storm. What happens? It's not sustainable. You're likely going to fall. Let's take two legs. Okay, now I could sit there a little longer on two legs. I can brace myself. I can leverage against it. But eventually, you're going to be wary. Eventually, you will not be able to maintain it. Eventually, again, you will probably give up and move on, or you will fall. Now, let's take a look at a three-legged stool, and let's put that in the perspective of, of knowledge, wisdom, uh, understanding, and wisdom. Now, I have a safe place. Now, I have a place where I can actually sit and rest. I have a place where I can sit and focus. I actually have a place where I can sit and learn. And I'm in a position now where I actually take those three things and apply them. Okay, if you're weary, if you're, if you're scared, if you're going to think you're going to fall, if the storms are crashing, you're not going to do it. But if you're sitting on that three-legged stool, you're in such a great position to actually move forward and, put in, and institute things in life. But I'm not talking about worldly knowledge. I'm not talking about worldly understanding. I'm, I'm not talking about worldly wisdom. I'm talking about the wisdom that comes from on high. That wisdom that you learn for sitting at the feet of Jesus. That wisdom that you learn when you go to church and you sit under teachers and where you get it from the Holy Spirit. That wisdom. All good things come down from the Father of lights where there is no shadow of turning. And that's what he's trying to give you in these three areas. Are you okay if I tell a little, tell a little story about myself? I, I think it's important. Um, 
back in 2006, um, life was not going good for me. Uh, Lori and I were actually separated, and um, I was mad. I was angry, mad at God, mad at people, mad at my employer. Mad, I just mad at everything. And, uh, you know, it says in Hosea that my people, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He's not talking about Gentiles. He's not talking about people under co- outside of his covenant. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. See, I was destroyed because I didn't have knowledge. I was destroyed because I didn't have relationship. I was destroyed because I didn't have understanding and wisdom. So, and telling on myself, I was up tra- fly fishing, and there's that consistent thing of fishing again. So I'm fly fishing up in northern Michigan, and I'm just trashing through the water. I'm mad. I'm upset. Finally, I just had it out. I just, I just laid my heart bare before the Lord and told him how mad I was, how I didn't like him, how I hated him, how I hated my life. And I was just, I mean, you ever seen Forrest Gump? Do you ever see it where Lieutenant Dan gets up during the hurricane, he's on the mast? Now, I couldn't put that up on here because he said some things. <laughs> I couldn't put him up here, and he made some gestures to God that are probably inappropriate for the, for the environment. But it was so, he, you know what he did? He bared his heart to God. And if you actually go through, if you look at the trailer and go through it, he made peace with God the next day or through the process. So I had my Lieutenant Dad moment that day. And I let the Lord have it, and, and I didn't know God. So I thought, okay, I'm dead. He's going to zap me. Because I think you, I thought, I looked at him as a punitive God that I actually had to perform. I looked at him, I had to do all this. I had to look the part, play the part. I had to be the part. And I let him have it. And I said, if he wants to kill me, I'm good with it, because I'm done with this. I'm absolutely done with this. The most amazing thing happened the next day. I woke up, and I had this amazing peace over my heart. Amazing peace. I mean, I just got, I just unloaded everything. And I went in the prayer and I says, Lord, thank you. I just for hearing me. I'm so sorry for the words I used. Now, I grew up in the construction industry in the trade, so I had the appropriate language for the time, just like Captain Dan, which I can't share with you at this point. But I, let, I, I, I bared my heart and I let it go. And I told him what I want. And I'm sitting there in prayer and this small, quiet voice comes over comes over my heart. And it was like, I was wondering when you were going to get that off your chest. Now I have something to work with. See, I never gave him my heart. I never entered into a relationship with Jesus. I knew about him. I had relationship with Christians. I played the, like I say, Laura and I had everything. We looked the part, played the part, went to church, did church work. We did all these things. But until you walk in a relationship with God, and that have that intimate relationship with him, to be able to know him, to, to, to know him, and to engage him, and to be with him. You know, getting in on your knees and praying to the most holy God is an amazing thing. But you know what I found out in that event? Getting up in the morning, having a cup of coffee, and looking out over the water over a beautiful sunrise and sunrise, and just say, Lord, this is awesome, thank you. And he's like, you're welcome. <laughs> it's that simple. Anyways, I don't want to dwell on that, but I thought you needed to know what happened to me and how, 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 I tra- how my life transformed. It didn't transform through, through, it transformed through relationship with God's people and with him. So I want to start for the first leg of, the first leg, knowledge. Two types, intellectual knowledge, and we all know what that is. That's where we actually sit and learn something. 
we study the Bible, we do this, we do that. We can do this in a worldly perspective. We can do it in a godly perspective. We can know the Bible. I mean, we got people, like the Pharisees of Jesus' time, they knew the Torah inside and out. They knew it front to back, back to front. They could tell you where everything was. But when Jesus was right in front of them, they couldn't recognize them. Intellectual knowledge, the first step or the part of that first, that first leg is critically important that you learn and study and learn how to rightly divide the word. That is incredibly important that you to continue. It says, it says in Scripture, I beseech you, brethren, Romans 12, 1 and 2, by the mercies of God that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Here's the good part. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove out what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I struggle with learning, quite frankly. If you look at my, my college and high school transcripts, you'll, you know I struggle with this, but that's another point. And then Jesus says in John 8, then Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you, are, if you abide, which means dwell and continue in, in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and this is a great part, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If you go into actually John, you say the word, Jesus is the word and the word became flesh. If you actually take this scripture and apply it with that part of John and put it together, he's not talking about just intellectual knowledge. He's talking about knowing the word and continuing him because he is the word that became flesh and dealt among us. If you want to grow and move forward, if you're sick of spinning your tires like I was back when I was sitting on that trout stream, you got to know Jesus. You have to know the Holy Spirit, and you have to know him in a very intimate, relational way, which brings up the second part of the first leg is relational knowledge. Relational knowledge is when you have a shared experience. And that's what I love about this church, and I think my wife nailed it. You guys are fun. You have to be fun. I mean, if I'm going to a church that's not fun, I mean, I'm like, wow, that's okay. Now it's like brushing my teeth. I don't like to brush my teeth. I do it, but you guys are fun. You guys have relationship. Continue in that relationship. Under this, uh, in, and grow in that relationship and grow in unity. So, in, but it's also with the Lord. Enter into a relational, re, relational situation with God. Talk to Him. Pray with Him. You know, it says it taste and see that the Lord is good. He really is. You know, it's intellectual knowledge is very dangerous. Unfortunately, when it comes to intellectual knowledge, when we come in our head. He says, we're all about the titles. You know, from a spiritual perspective, that's what the Pharisees did. The problem with being stuck with an intellectual knowledge, head knowledge, is you know, you're not really into your heart and in relationship. What happens, in, in, what happens with people is they become more interested in the arguments about who's right and who's wrong. They spend more time sitting here figuring about what the doctrinal differences are versus doing what Jesus told you to do. I don't never read in the Bible where it says, God says to sit down with your brethren and start just arguing over doctrinal differences or, or, or areas of how you can affect the world. No, his command was pretty simple. Go, preach the gospel, heal the sick, lay, lay hands on them. I can go on and on and on and on, but have to enter into this relation. And, and we got to get out of our minds, and we got to get into our hearts. That, mu that music we just sang today was just so well appropriate for this message. Stand. Lord, what do I give? I offer my entire heart. This is what I have. 
So that's the first leg. The second leg of the stool is understanding. Just because you know something doesn't mean you know how it works. Um, child raising, 20-year-old kids or 20-year-olds. Man, I've never been. There's probably a thousand books on raising a kid, but i tell you one thing. I read a couple, and I was still not ready to raise a kid. It's, it's, it's an understanding issue. That's the difference. Um, technology. Man, you know, I have to go to my 20-year-old kids to understand technology. In fact, I give up understanding. Hey, make this work. Give it back to me when you're done. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Um, Ikea furniture. You get an Ikea furniture where some assembly required. I have no understanding how that thing's to go together. And it's, I hate it. The first one, if I buy two of them, the first one I can do in like three hours. The second one I can do like in 15 minutes. It's, it's really interesting. Driving a boat, same thing. Understanding is different. Understanding is, is something you have a grasp on, whether it's people, whether it's an organization, whether it's, whether it's a, uh, an object. When you gain understanding, you start to realize what its full potential is. Understanding is different, and, and it's important. And I'm going to give you an example out of Acts chapter 8, where uh, Philip, Philip runs to, um, goes down to, he was actually, the Lord spoke to him and said, hey, I need you to go down to, to uh, on the road from Jerusalem to Gaza, and I need you to just sit. He did, that's all the instruction he gave him, Okay. But Philip had God's mind, he had God's heart, he had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and he had a relationship with Jesus. So all he did is give him a simple command to go somewhere. But from that point, he came upon a eunuch. A eunuch that was coming from Jerusalem, going back to Ethiopia. If you know anything about the ancient world, eunuchs were held in high esteem. This one just happened to be working for Candace, the queen of Ethiopia, and he was the treasure. Do you think this eunuch could read? Do you think he could memorize scripture? Do you think he, want, do you, do you think he was a, a, a Jew at heart? Absolutely. But if you read this, it's really, and most of the times people will read scripture and just run right through this, but this is a critical point. And it says in uh, eight, Acts 8.30, so Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? Critical question. And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come sit with him. You can sit there. Here's why it's so important to sit under the teaching of, of, of people that, that, that know and understand and can rightly divide the word of truth. It's because you can read right over this and just skip on by. This Ethiopian eunuch, did he love God? Absolutely. Why would he go to Jerusalem if he didn't? Was he in the word? Absolutely. He, was, he, loved, he loved God, so he's going to read from the book of Isaiah. But the key question is here, do you understand? See, this guy was in his head. Philip came alongside, just like we're called along, come, called along to come one side one another. Because there's a revelation or something I don't understand. I'm going to go to Pastor E. That's why we're called to be the church, to come together. is because somebody has an answer for the questions you have and you're not called to do it alone. This is a great example of that. Gain understanding. Because more than likely, the experience that you're walking through, that you're having trouble with, that are very challenging in your life, I will guarantee you there's somebody sitting in this church that has overcome. Somebody in this church has overcome probably some of the difficulty. Not all of it, but most of it. 
because there's nothing uncommon to man that we have not all walked through. This scripture pulls out the need to have an understanding and to come alongside one another and to sit and grow in the teaching of the word. Okay? That was number two, understanding. The last one is wisdom. Third leg. Wisdom is, godly wisdom is, is, is really, is, is, is pretty neat. Godly wisdom is really the application or implementation of both godly knowledge, godly understand, in a loving and compassionate way. It's not beating people over the head with the word. It's not doing any of that. They have a positive effect on your life. Those you're called to influence and the people that you're called to go forward in any given moment. Have you ever seen, called somebody wise? Why would you call somebody wise? Probably because they either did something or said something. Wisdom is actually acting out what you know and what you understand from a godly perspective. There's worldly wisdom and there's godly wisdom. Worldly wisdom is pretty much a low bar. Godly wisdom, with godly wisdom, there is no ceiling. None. Because I'm telling you, with all three of these things, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, you'll, ne you'll never be successfully get to the ceiling of all three. Never. It's an ongoing life experience to travel forth and to grow in each one of these, to be a blessing to one another, to be a blessing to your families, to be a blessing to, to, be a blessing to those people in need, and probably more importantly, to bless a world that's, that's dying. We don't need to sit and argue over what doctrine's correct. As I like to say, the world's on fire and too many of the religious minded spend time arguing what fire hose to use. We just have no time for that. We just have no time for it. Solomon, if there's going to be an, obviously Jesus was the wise of us all, but let's pick Solomon's example in First Kings 3. And he says, and he's just a little boy at this time. He, his father passed away, and he's just, now he's the king, and he's a young boy. And he says, now, O Lord, you have made your servant. He acknowledges there's reverence here, and he's humble. King instead of my father David, but I'm a little child. He acknowledges his situation. I do not know how to come out, come in or out, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous and to be numbered to count it. Therefore, give your servant an understanding heart. There's that word understanding. And he's talking about heart. He didn't say anything about intellectual knowledge here. Think about that. Understanding heart. To judge your people, that I may discern, which is a gift of the Spirit, actually, between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Solomon's a young boy. He's a young king. Humility. Reverence. People first. He put God first. He put God's people second. And he put himself last. And God was so thrilled with the answer. We all know about Solomon. He was the wisest man to ever walk there. In fact, God even said, I love your answer so much, you'll never walk another like you that's ever be as wise as you. And I will give you, and I will give you wealth. God, because he honored God, God's people. God, God promoted him. So promotion through wisdom comes from humility, God, and God's people. It is not wise to have godly knowledge and not to use it with love and compassion. 
Love and compassion and wisdom work hand in hand. It is not wise if you had godly knowledge and godly understanding if you put under a bushel and not your light shine. It's great to do church on Monday, but what do you do with Sunday? But what do you do on Monday? Going back to my previous story, I was in outwardly impressive, but I was, me and Lori were inwardly a mess. Right? So imply that. Choose to walk in godly wisdom. And I'm going to conclude. Let me just ask you this. Do you want to live the life God asks you to live? I think everybody does. Do you want to have an impact on the people, the community, your families, the church here, this family here, the people of St. Pete, the people of Florida, the United States, the world, walk in wisdom with godly knowledge and godly understanding? Do you want to taste and see that the Lord the Lord's favor and the Lord's goodness. I say believe. We're going to enter into a teaching about the miracles. All every one of the miracles that were taught in John was triggered by love and compassion. I don't know if there, I have not looked at the study, but I know Jesus operated with love and compassion. But he also asked every one of the people where he committed a miracle what they wanted. It was a gentleman. So I'm going to finish the story about, about my heart and soul, about the, when I woke up the next morning. And I told you that this quiet whisper of my heart was, now I have something to work with. See, what happened into my heart is I went from my head to my heart. Nobody's perfect, and it's such a hard road. You know, ebb and flows. I get that. These difficulties come, challenges come. But in relationship with God, my life significantly changed. It is about me. It was about us, but not really. Now it became a walk. Now it became a walk. It wasn't about going to church. It was about being the church. It wasn't about doing church work. It was about becoming the work of the church. It wasn't about. It wasn't about looking the part, playing the part, being the part. And being outwardly impressive anymore. It was about allowing God's light to shine through us. And that's what I want to leave you with today. Since that time, it's been quite a journey. The Lord asked us one point, lay, lay everything down. I want you to go to Bible college. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Now he's not going to ask you all to go to Bible college. He just literally just put it in our hearts to go to Bible college. A lot of people have this fear of the Lord. They're going to send them to some obscure place. But if he did not lead you with that desire, then he's not asking you. God's going to lead you through desire. He said there's an amazing, incredible desire on my heart to go to Bible school. So in 2011, we sold everything. We went out to Colorado Springs. We went to Bible college. Two years. Didn't do anything but sit under the word and in relationship with God with the, and with each other for two years. Did mission work in India, Dominican Republic. We've seen the God, power of God work. We've seen sick healed. I can go on and on and on. The power of God is real. But it's, you receive it and you realize it through love and compassion and knowing him. There's no shortcuts to this. There's absolutely not. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't want to do it. It says the spirit wages against the flesh and the flesh wars against the spirit. That is a very true statement. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't want to get out of bed. But anyways, I just want to leave you with that, that, that 
and I just want to thank this church, and I want to encourage you, because if you actually go back today and re review the mission in the vision of this church, study it. Missional is about knowledge, and in the vision statement, they have understanding, and they have, they have, now, they, they have wisdom, but they call to take action. And I saw that last Saturday, starting in a, in a leadership group, and I said, this church has figured it out, and they're fun. So with that, I'm just going to pray a blessing over to you, and then I'm going to turn the floor over to Pastor. If, the prayer, if anybody who would like to be a prayer minister, come up and, and, and be here. If you guys want to come up and get prayer, I, I highly recommend it. There's nothing better than opening your heart and letting it go. So, Father, I just thank you for this time. I just thank you for this church. Father, my prayer is that their eyes of their understanding would be open, that they'd offer the, the fullness of their hearts to you, that they would walk with you from grace to grace, to have a significant impact, not only in the family church, but in St. Pete, Florida, the U.S., and nationwide, and that they would, they, that they would flow in your blessing. I release peace upon their hearts. I release wisdom upon them as well. And I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode, and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough, or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast, and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.